Good afternoon, church. How are we doing? You're all looking lovely for Jesus, ain't you? You all got dressed up. This place is packed, isn't it? Hallelujah. It's like heaven. Uh, it's good to be in the house of the Lord today. Amen. Amen. Today I'm talking about dealing with difficult. Ooh. You're like, I didn't come to church to hear this word, Dara. I'm living it. But I believe that this word is timely and it's for today. Uh, I was actually meant to speak this word two weeks ago. Uh, and I couldn't because I was very sick. And I'll tell you more about that later. So my dad had to fill in for me, unfortunately. Sorry, that's why I can't do anything about that. Um, but I was very sick. Sick as in I'm in bed sick. Hi, my love. And... Um, I was praying to God and saying, God, why couldn't I speak this word two weeks ago? Why is it today? And part of the reason God told me was this word is timely. God wants to speak directly into your situation, your struggle, your difficulty today. There's a timing in this. Do we believe that? Yes. Yeah. And December is a difficult time of year, isn't it? Yeah. Where are my teenagers at? Lava Suez, come on, tribe, you're in here. Oh, you're so cool, aren't you? You're just like, nah. Some of them are like, oh. For teenagers, you're doing exams, aren't you? Oh, lads. <laughs> Welcome to tribe every Sunday with our... Oh. I love my tribe kids. They're good kids. Um, but they have exams. Or in your college, you have exams. If you're working, there's quotas, deadlines. It's just end of year. There's work Christmas parties. Mm. <laughs> I have some great stories about work Christmas parties but they're not for church you know they're for another time I'll tell you them later um, it's a time of year where there's stress in relationships isn't there it puts pressure maybe people we haven't seen all year and we have to see them again there's pressure financially bills Christmas itself it's a time of year where people get sick it's a time of year where people I suppose struggle a lot more with loss it's a time of year where it's cold and it's dark. December is hard, isn't it? It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you're at in life. This is a hard month. And when you come in our church door, it says up on the wall, real people, real church. And we believe we need to be real about what we're facing. Life is difficult. We're going through stuff. We are not perfect Christians. We are broken. We have issues. We have problems. But the hope and the good news is that we have Jesus. Yes. Yes. He sustains us. So in whatever you're dealing with today, whatever difficulty, God is there with you in it. Yes. And I believe and I know that God wants to remind us. He's, he's literally said it in the songs this morning. Remind us of his faithfulness, of his goodness. Amen. And he wants to encourage us. Amen. 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 So we're going to go like mass. Will you stand with me? Because we're going to pray. Some of you are like, what's mass? That's okay. <laughs> in this church, we believe in prayer. Amen. We believe that God hears us. Amen. Amen. And the reason I ask you to stand is just out of a sign of respect to God. Amen. Physically, we're changing our posture because spiritually we're saying, God, you have our full attention. Amen. 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 So if you want to pray, you can close your eyes and you can lift your hands to heaven. It's just a sign of surrender. It's a sign of being open to God. So God, we thank you that you care. You know every single problem, difficulty, struggle. You know every detail of our lives. And you're with us in it. Talk to us, God. Show us your will. 
Show us your ways on how to manage these difficulties in our lives. Convict us, God, where we've gone wrong. Direct us. Show us your mercy. Show us your kindness. We give you full permission. We have open ears, open hearts, and open minds. Jesus, we believe you. We trust you. And we thank you for what you're about to do. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. You can grab a seat. Thank you so much. So dealing with difficult, we're going to look at three things today. Dealing with difficult people. Uh-oh. Mm. Some people are like, this is what I came to hear. Teach me this. Teach me this. Dealing with difficult problems and dealing with difficult places. You're, you all interested? You want to hear this? Yes. Okay. Let's look at what it says in the book of James. It says, if your faith remains strong, even while surrounded by life's difficulties, you will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at the first sentence. It says, if, if your faith remains strong. That means you have a choice. My faith can be strong in God. My faith can become lazy or complacent. Or my faith can become weak in God. But I get to choose what my faith is in God. If I want my faith to be strong, it has to be daily. Daily I need to go to God, not just reading my Bible, not just saying a prayer. I need to be in the presence of God daily. I need to be filled with the Spirit daily to be strong in God. Amen? Amen. We also have a choice if our faith isn't in God. If you're going through a financial difficulty, we can put faith in a paycheck. If we're going through emotional distress, I can put faith in a person and not go to God. So you have a choice and I have a choice in what we put our faith in. But as Christians, we're called to put our faith in God. Even while surrounded by life's difficulties, when all hell is breaking loose, when you're saying, Jesus, what are you doing? If my faith remains strong, you will, I will continue to experience the untold blessings of God. That is a promise. It's a will. It's not a maybe. It's not... If this happens, it's a will. So if my faith remains strong when life is going crazy, which is a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my days. Yeah. God will bless me. Amen. And there are untold blessings of God. There are told blessings of God. There's promises and blessings that God tells us about. God talks about blessing generations, doesn't he? Yeah. He talks about blessing our work when we honour him. He talks about blessing our future, about blessing our finances. They're told blessings. But if we may remain strong in God when life is difficult, there are some blessings that you don't even know about that are coming, Amen. that you can't imagine, that you can't perceive. This is the promise of God in our lives. So brothers and sisters, this is foundational. Before we look at people and problems and places, if we don't trust God, if I don't have faith that God is strong and true to his word, what the Bible tells me to do, I probably won't do. This is foundational. So you have a choice and I have a choice. Where is our faith today? And if you're here today, I hope it's in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Stir yourself, stir your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's have a look at the first one. Dealing with difficult people. Amen. <laughs> Where there are people, there are problems. Mm. Mm -hmm. Some people are like, that's all I need to hear. Hallelujah. <laughs> in your work, in your school, there are difficult people. In your house, ooh. 
<laughs> there are difficult people. When you go out into the world on the bus, in a shop, there's difficult people. And God has given all of us free will. So for us as Christians, if you're here today and you've asked Jesus into your life, we have chosen to give our lives to God. I've chosen to honour God with my life. That's what I'm doing. Some people with their free will choose to be difficult. Isn't that crazy? They choose to be in your business. Mm. They choose to be gossiping. They choose to be crazy. They choose to be manipulative. Some people, that's what they do with their lives. God has given them free will. And sometimes I have prayed for God to remove difficult people from my life. Anyone has prayed that prayer? And when it works, hallelujah. He's a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. My God, that is who you are. And then the manager is gone, amen. Thank you, Lord. I'm just being honest, I'm being very honest. But there's times where God doesn't answer those prayers, we know that. And usually when God doesn't remove these people, he's teaching us something. He's building character in us. He's teaching us how to love them the way that he does. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have whoever. That's an open invitation to all of humanity. God cares about everyone. In the kingdom of God, that is his currency. One of them is people. And there's going to be difficult people. When we read the Bible, Jesus dealt with difficult people all the time. He dealt with the Pharisees. He dealt with tax collectors. Even his own disciples were difficult. So we're going to deal with difficult people. We know that, right? We're going to deal with difficult people. But it's so important when we're facing problems in life, which is most of the time, about who we have around us. Amen? Amen. When I think of the best times in my life, I had the best people around me. And when I think of the worst times in my life, I had some bad people around me. Anyone else? And when it was the best times in my life, I still had problems. I still had difficulties. But the people made it so much easier. They could pray for me. They could listen. They could support me. They could have a laugh. I could be myself. They could distract me. They made it so much easier. And the worst times in my life, the bad people I had around me just made it harder. They exacerbated all of the issues that were going on. So brothers and sisters, when we're dealing with life difficulties, can we make sure that the people around us are good people, that they're for us, that they encourage us in our walk with God and they're not pulling us away from God. We need brothers and sisters in Christ, don't we? We need each other. And I believe God would say to some people here, you're in a season, you're in a time of your life and it's difficult and you're on your own. And there are times where God will bring us to places in our lives and it has to be us and Jesus. They call them like wilderness seasons. We know this, right? Where it has to be me and God. Because I get to learn God's ways. I get to lean and trust into God like never before. It has to be me and him. But there are times, and I've done this, where I have over-spiritualized me being on my own. 
I have said this is a wilderness season I'm in, and it's not. It was me self-isolating. It was me self-sabotaging. And for some people in the room, if you're being honest, that's what you're doing right now. Don't do it on your own. It's so much harder. And I believe God would say to you, he's not asked you to do it on your own. This is of your own doing. But he has placed people around you. You know who they are. But it requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to be honest. Honest with God. Honest with yourself. You've got to let people in. Don't do this on your own. Sometimes we're the difficult people. And that's a hard pill to swallow. It's humbling. But when we admit it and when we go to God, he doesn't reject us. He doesn't abandon us. He doesn't insult us. Actually, he frees us and releases us from whatever is chaining us. Amen? Amen. So, brothers and sisters, be careful with the people that we have around us. And we get to choose typically two types of people in life. We get to choose our friendships and we get to choose if you're single, who you marry. Everything else, I don't get a choice. You don't get a choice about your family. You don't get a choice about who your crazy work colleagues are who wreck your head. You don't get a choice who your neighbour is at 11 o'clock last night who was doing all sorts next door to me. I knew the word was going to be good today when she started kicking off last night. I said, thank you, Jesus. Oh, my days. We don't get a choice. But we get a choice in our friendships and we get a choice, if you're single, in who you marry. And this is what the book of Proverbs says about the type of people we should be. It says this, if the clicker is working. A dear friend will love you no matter what. And a family sticks together through all kinds of trouble. Sometimes our reality is not this. We're broken, we're human, we make mistakes, don't we? But this is the standard. And as brothers and sisters in Christ and as the family of God, this is what we should be aiming for. Do you know, I mentioned I was sick two weeks ago, but I've been sick, very, very sick, on and off for the last five months. So sick that I couldn't look after myself, which is embarrassing, which is humiliating, and it's been me at my worst. I have not been amazing, to say the least. But my family, my parents, my mum is gone, but my dad is here. Oh, I didn't cry in the first service because I had to save my mascara for this service. <laughs> and I won't cry again, but... My parents have been unbelievable. I've lived with them for weeks and months at a time. In my trouble, they stopped by me. (laughs) And like every people or families, they have their own troubles, they have their own things. But at my worst, they stopped by me. And I have a friend, she's not here, she's at the first service. Neave O'Regan, anyone know her? Yeah. Yeah, I call her the Barbie girl, she's always in pink. Yeah. <laughs> but every day for the last five months, and this is no exaggeration, she has called me every single day, multiple times a day, to check in on me. And I'm sick crying down the phone to her. I am desperate to be well again. And she's listening to me, she's praying over me when I can't pray. She's speaking the word of God over me. She's making me laugh. (laughs) She's distracting me. She's just loving me when I have nothing to give her. That's a dear friend. She's not just picking and choosing the good parts of me. She got me at my worst. And she supported me through it. 
We are not a perfect church. We are not perfect people. But brothers and sisters, there's good people here. Yeah. My parents, you can't have, and Neil, you can't have. <laughs> but there's other good people in this church, amen? But this is the standard that we're to be in our lives and in our relationships. But when things are difficult with people, what are we to do? Here's what it says in the book of Hebrews. In every relationship, be swift to choose peace. Be quick. When you let unforgiveness dwell, when you don't nip that in the bud, it gets harder to forgive. When you judge someone quickly and you start going there in your mind about everything wrong, you need to be quick to pray. When we're angry at people and upset, we need to be quick to choose peace. And it's not our peace. We don't have that naturally. As human beings, we're quite bitter, aren't we? We're sinful in our nature. It has to be from God. It's the peace of God. This is what we do in every relationship. This is what we're aiming for. And I believe there's some people here today and you're seeing this and you're going, Dara, I've done that. You're heartbroken over a relationship in your life. You've prayed for them, you've tried to talk to them, you've done everything to make it work, and it's not working. And I believe the next scripture is for you. It says this in the book of Sam. For too long, I've had to live among those who hate peace. I speak words of peace, while they speak words of war. But they refuse to listen. If that's you today, and there's someone that you love and you've done everything you can, physically and spiritually, I believe God would say, it's time to let them go. It's time to love them from a distance. It's time to pray for them from a distance. Because if they hate peace, if they're speaking war and they're not listening, nine times out of ten, the issue is not you. The real issue is themselves. And if they're not at peace with you, they're at war with God. And they're at war with themselves. Yeah. Let them go. Amen. Amen. So when we're dealing with difficult people, brothers and sisters, remember, Jesus had to, so we're going to have to. <laughs> remember that we're to aim to be people who love each other and stand by each other, no matter what happens in life. Weep with those who weep. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Amen. Amen. And also choose peace. Choose the peace of God. Hallelujah. Let's look at dealing with difficult problems. We excited? No. Okay. I went to Google because you can get all your answers in Google, can't you? Mm, All the information is in Google, but there's no wisdom in Google. We know that, right? The wisdom comes from God. But these are the most common problems in life. Health crisis. That's my one. Ding, ding, ding. Relationship issues. Failure. Financial stress, addictions, loneliness, your past and loss. These are common problems in life. No one gets out of life without experiencing some type of problem up on the screen. No one. And the Bible tells us we will have problems in this life. God tells us. But the good news is that the Bible has scripture, has words from heaven that can help us through these problems. Will we have a look at them? Let's support you. And if you're going through one of these, can I encourage you? Take a picture of it. This is how we fight our battles with scripture. We know this, right? It's the truth of the word of God. In the natural, in the physical, it might look crazy, but this is what God says. Amen? Amen. 
So let's look at health crisis. This is my one. When they are sick, lying upon their bed of suffering, God will restore them. Amen. He will raise them up again and restore them back to health. Amen. There's been many days I have cried in my bed and I've cried out to God and I'm sick and I can't do anything and I'm going, God, what is, what is going on? And this verse has sustained me. This has given me strength. My body didn't have it, my mind didn't have it, but my spirit could feel the strength from God speaking to me through this verse. And the revelation that God gave me is that God will restore them. God will restore me. Hallelujah. Whether it's in this life or whether it's when I get to heaven. The promise is there. Hallelujah. When I get to heaven, when you get to heaven, are you going to heaven? Yes. When I get there, when you get there, there is no more pain. There is no more sickness. There are no more tears. There is no more suffering. And I get to praise God for eternity. There's no cost to my praise in heaven. But here on earth, in my pain, in my sickness, in my suffering, in my tears, there's a cost. And I get to, I get to choose to honour and worship and praise God in my sickness. Because he's still good. Because he's still God. I don't have confidence in my health or my body right now, but I don't need to. I just need to have confidence in God. He's going to work it out. He's going to see me through it. He's given me the grace for today. Hallelujah. But God will restore them. Relationship issues. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others. Ooh. I forget how much God has forgiven me. I forget his kindness and faithfulness and grace. That's why we have to daily be in God's presence. When we're filled with the revelation of who God is, how he loves us, how he forgives us, that's how we're able to forgive other people. It's not on our own strength. I can't do it, you can't do it. And the greatest cost for forgiveness that was ever paid was Jesus on the cross. Hallelujah. And for some of us in our relationships, I believe this is prophetic, for this service, I didn't share it in the last one, the cost of forgiveness for some of us is so huge because the people who have abused us, neglected us, hurt us, and who haven't said sorry is like a chain around your neck dragging you down. It's not your place to forgive them on your strength. It's knowing that the cost, that the ultimate cost that Jesus paid on the cross, that's what you're giving to them. The same way we don't deserve his forgiveness. It's saying, this is the forgiveness God has given me. I need to forgive this person the same way. Amen. 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 Financial stress. You could be sure that God will take care of everything you need. Hallelujah. His generosity, exceeding even yours, in the glory that pours from Jesus. Financially, if you're under stress at the moment, when God gives you money, it's not your boss, you know that. It's not your employer that gives you money. Everything is from God. When he gives you that money, your part of it is to look after it. So when we spend it however we want, we can't expect God to give us more, yeah? Yeah. Some of us are testing that and God is like, don't test that. <laughs> don't do that, right? But God will take care of everything we need. Our job is to steward the finances that he gives us as best as we can. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Failure. 
The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. I believe there's people in here today and you're struggling with failure. Maybe it's failure in your walk with God, in your character, integrity, failure in business, failure in relationships in your family. I believe God would say this to you. He has not called you a failure. He does not see you that way. You have called yourself that or allowed others to call you that. He calls you chosen. He calls you righteous. He calls you a daughter and a son of the king. He calls you the head and not the tail. Stop believing the lies. Everyone falls. But your job right now is to get up. Amen. It's time to move on. God doesn't see you that way. You don't have to be chained to these failures and mistakes. Time to start living. There is new grace and mercies every morning. Hallelujah. Live in it. Believe in it. Walk in it. God has given it to you. Just take it. Release yourself. Amen. Loneliness. Your God is striding ahead of you. He's right there with you. He won't let you down. He won't leave you. So they say for my generation and the younger generations, there is an epidemic of loneliness. We heard this? We are the most social, but we are the least connected. And I don't know about you, but I get lonely. And loneliness is hard. But if I'm being very honest, a lot of the time, my loneliness, the root of it is I'm not going to God on things that I need to. And instead of going to God, I go to other things. And everyone has something, whether it's we go to a certain person, a substance, a website, we binge watch Netflix, whatever it is, everyone has something. Can I encourage you here today, when you feel lonely, go to God. Allow the spirit to move. Be honest. And what happens when we go to God is the supernatural. (coughs) You can't buy it. (laughs) And it's wherever you go. In your home, in your car, even when you're surrounded by people, we can feel lonely. And it's to know, in my loneliness or whatever I'm going through, God will not leave me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Addictions. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed past your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Always. People who struggle with addictions, some of those are public and some are private. But lots of people struggle, whether it's online shopping, whether it's work, whether it's a substance, whether it's a person, whatever it is. We believe as a church that there are supports, tools, programs that you can use. Amen. Amen. God has given us these. We don't need to be foolish. Use them. Use counsellors. Use support groups. But there is nothing like God. That he can sustain you. That he is 24 hours a day. You can always talk to God. And you can experience the strength that comes from God. He'll always be there to help you come through it. Hallelujah. Lost. You're blessed when you feel you've lost what is most dear to you. Only then can you be embraced by the one most dear to you. 
This is from the message version of the Bible. When I read this the first time, I struggled with it. So I'm saying, you're telling me I'm blessed when I've lost the things closest to me, when I've lost a person, when I've lost a relationship, when I've lost my home, when I've lost the job, when I've lost my mind, I'm blessed in that. But the reason God calls us blessed is because we have to experience the comfort and the embrace of God in a completely new way. That he has us. It doesn't make the loss any more or less difficult. It doesn't invalidate it, but it's to know intimately God in a whole other way. Because he loves you the most. But you're blessed because God will look after you and God will support you and God will comfort you in it. And finally, the past. It's very clear. Stop dwelling on the past. Don't even remember these former things. God is doing something brand new. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something unheard of. This is the time of year where people are making plans for next year. God wants to do something new in your life. You've got to get rid of the old. You've got to make space. Some of us, at times, we're chained to identities from the past because we're comfortable with them, because that's what we know. But God is telling some people here today, you need to create space, allow God to do something new, and stop dwelling on the past. He's in your future. He's in your present. You don't need to look back. You just need to move forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whatever your problems are today, if there are any of these on the screen, this is how we fight our battles. I'm in my sick bed and I'm reading that verse every day. That gave me the strength that I needed. Use the Bible. Use God's word. Because everyone has an opinion. The world will tell you, do this, this and this. And sometimes it's not wrong. The medical advice or people saying you need to talk to someone, they're all good things, but there's nothing like God. Amen. 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 And finally, dealing with difficult places. When I say difficult places, I am talking about physical ones. That could be your home, your work, your college, your school. But I'm also talking about difficult places in life. The season that you're in. Maybe you're in a, a time of transition and you're finding it difficult because you're going, I don't know what's going on. I don't know my future. Maybe you're in a season and you're just saying, I want to get out of this because I've been in this for so long. It's so difficult, it's so hard. Maybe you're struggling with being young. Maybe you're struggling with getting older. This is what I'm referring to when we look at difficult places in life. And for us as Christians, if I was to ask you what's wrong in your life, we could all probably write a long list, couldn't we? I'd be like, let me go. Let me start with myself. (laughs) I'll be here all day. But it's important as Christians what we focus on. When we're focused on the wrong things, they become bigger. When we're focused on the wrong things, the enemy gets into our minds and has a field day. But when we focus on God and the things of God, number one, God blesses us for it, doesn't he? He rewards us for that. But also, we experience God's strength. We're able to navigate these difficult places with his grace. We get his insight and wisdom on how to do it. He surrounds us with the right people. He gives us the right resources. But if I'm focused on what's wrong, I'm not going to hear God. I'm focusing on what is happening in the natural, but I need to 
experience and hear from God himself and his divinity. And here's what Paul says in the book of Philippians. He says this, I'd say you'll do best by filling your minds and meditating on things true, noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious. The best, not the worst. The beautiful, not the ugly. Things to praise, not things to curse. Amen? Amen. I've been in a difficult place recently. I'm going to be very honest. So as I mentioned, I've been very sick over the last five months. And it's been yo-yoing in that I'm getting sick with something. I can't look after myself. I have to live with my parents for weeks at a time. I start to recover. I move back to my own home. And then I pick up another infection, bug, virus. And I'm seriously sick. And when I mean seriously sick, I'm having allergic reactions to medication. And my tongue is swelling up and my throat is swelling up and I'm struggling to breathe and I'm on my own. Or the doctors are telling me there's potential blood clots and I'm going to A&E. And I'm experiencing this in my house on my own. And the difficult place for me has become my home. I'm triggered by my own home. I'm anxious in my own home because I've experienced the height of my sickness on my own. That's a scary place to be. And what I had to do last Monday after another round of being sick is I went into my home, I was anxious and I got on my knees, I put on my worship music and I started speaking in tongues and I started filling my house with God's presence. His presence was there but I started filling it. I had allowed the enemy to have a field day in my mind. I had allowed him come into my home. And my prayers before when I was going into my house was, God, don't let me be sick again. It was the wrong prayer. My prayer on Monday, as I laid the hand, my hands on my doors, my windows, my floor, my bed, was enemy, get out of my house and get out of my head. Brothers and sisters, for some of us here, actually for all of us here, we need to start fighting back spiritually. The difficulties and the problems in your life. Yes, they're physical, but there's a spiritual element to this. You've got to fight back. <laughs> fight for your future. Hallelujah. Fight for your mind. Fight for your home. Fight for your family. Amen. Get up and start fighting. <laughs> You've got to fight back. We've allowed the enemy to get up here. And I know God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I'm a pastor. It's my house. I can't blame it on who I'm living with. I'm not living with anyone. I can't blame it on the neighbor next door. It's not her. I can't blame it on the physical house. The issue is me. I've allowed the enemy to get into my head. And he's made all these problems worse in my mind. I know that wherever I go, the Holy Spirit is with me. So if the Holy Spirit is here, the enemy doesn't belong here. Get out. Get behind me. You need to start declaring it. Stir your spirit. You don't have to do it like me and shout it out, but you have to declare it over your mind, over your home, over your family, over your work, over your future. Fight back. Get up. Come on. I'm not like that naturally, like I don't be shouting, but anyway, <laughs> that's the Holy Spirit. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's good. And when it comes to the enemy, he's, he plays dirty. We gotta fight back, yeah? Finally, as we come to a close, I believe God wants to speak to people who are planning 
um, and walking into a new season next year. Maybe you're looking at changing jobs, you're looking at moving, you're looking at ending a relationship or starting a new relationship. I don't know what it is, but this is a time of year where people are doing New Year's resolutions and saying, I'm going to do this next year. And I believe God would say to these people, be careful with the heart that you plant with. It talks about in the Bible, what you plant, you will harvest. What you sow, you will reap. Yeah, we know this. There have been times in my life when I've gone into a new season, new relationships, new jobs, and my heart has not been right. My heart has been anxious or insecure. My heart has been filled with greed or been filled with pride. And I've gone into new jobs with greed and pride, saying this job didn't value me or I want this type of money. And the issue showed up in the next job because that's what I planted with. Or in the relationships, I planted with anxiety and insecurity. And that's what destroyed the relationships, was my anxiety and insecurity. But the times in my life when I've planted with the right heart, when I've planted with peace, when I've planted with generosity, when I've planted with loyalty, that's what I've reaped in the next season. That's what sustained the relationships. That's what God has given me. And for some people, that is why they go from relationship to relationship. They're planting into a new relationship with controlling, with people pleasing, with being lonely. And then guess what? The relationship ends because that's what they planted it with. They go from friendship group to friendship group. They go from job to job. They go from place to place. And they even go from church to church. Can I encourage you in your planning for the new year? Number one, make sure God is telling you to do it. And number two, be careful with the plant, with the heart that you're planting with. Amen. Amen. Will you stand with me? Our prayer is very simple today. It's just praying, God, I want to give you all my difficulties. Do you want to give them to God? Yes. Yeah. Let's pray. If you want to give your difficulty to God, let's raise our hands to heaven. Let's surrender it. Let's hand it over. If it's the first time or the millionth time. So God, you see every hand. You know every situation, every problem, every struggle, every difficulty. We give it to you, God. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us the grace and favor and strength to deal with it. We pray, Lord, that you would be with us when these difficulties happen. We pray that your Holy Spirit would remind us of the truth of the word of God. And we ask you, Lord, that when these difficulties are over, which they will be, that we would honor you and give glory to you and testify of the goodness and faithfulness of God. During these few weeks, God, where these difficulties can flare up, where they can be even harder than usual, give us your peace, give us your forgiveness to others, give us your grace, God. Help us, we need you, Jesus. But we believe you, we can trust you, and we love you, God. Bless us this week and keep everyone safe. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen.